It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. What's up, everybody? It's Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us as we draw you closer to the home finale, mercifully. Coming up this Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern time between the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. Uh, Listen, both teams are absolutely awful. There's no other way to sugarcoat it. Uh, It is going to be a very, very sparse crowd, I'm sure. Uh, maybe, talk to somebody this morning, maybe they said 40,000, maybe, maybe, in the crowd. Uh, not, this should not surprise anybody. This should not surprise anybody. Uh, the Redskins are playing this game exactly the opposite of how their fans and many members of the media want them to play it. They care about winning and winning only. They care about breaking this eight-game division losing streak. They do not care, at least publicly, about the draft spot or the draft order. Of course, right now, tied with the Giants, 3-11. and What can I tell you? I mean, they are best served to lose this game. Uh, they don't feel that way, and I understand why. I get it. But they are best served to lose this game. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Uh, There is nothing good, quite honestly, that means anything that can come out of this game outside of Dwayne Haskins' continued improvement and, of course, the young offense. So here's what I'm saying. Basically, what happened last week, lose and play well or well enough. Leave a thing or two on the table. Always something to improve on and work on. Put up high 20s, low 30s, you get beat that way, you get beat, you actually win off the field, but you kind of win on the field in a different sort of way. Because ideally, what you want, especially being that you don't have a second round pick right now, and they may get one, but right now they don't have it, and it would be right now the number 34, number 35, number 36 overall pick. And their history in the second round has been awful, so maybe that's a blessing. I don't know. Um, But right now, not having that, it's ultra, 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 ultra important that they have as high of a pick as possible so that they have as much leverage as possible so that they can try and extract as much as humanly possible in terms of a market that is desirable for people to move up to. The further you are back, it doesn't preclude you from making a trade, obviously. But the further you're back, the less the chances are that you can orchestrate the type of trade that this team quite honestly needs. Again, with no second round pick. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about that over the next couple of months. But 
Just something to think about in a matchup of the two 3-11 teams in the NFC East. The New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. The Giants spanking the Redskins in week four at MetLife Stadium. Of course, that game, Dwayne Haskins filled in in relief of Case Keenum, who somehow was cleared for that game by doctors on a short week and was so bad that he had to be pulled, uh, I think, early in the second quarter, if memory serves me correct. Uh, Maybe it was mid-second quarter uh, by Jay Gruden because he was clearly not right. And then on top of that, Terry McLaurin did not play in that particular game. Now, Saquon Barkley did not play for the New York Giants, nor did Golden Tate. So both teams were not healthy, and both teams were not right. Tate, because of a suspension, uh, to be honest with you, in that game. That game, week four, second to last game of the Jay Gruden tenure, was probably and arguably the most uncompetitive game that the Redskins have played all year. I mean, I guess you would say the Jets, because they were down 34-3, but at least they showed a pulse with about 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter in that one. They never did week four at MetLife Stadium. 24-3, the final score, just complete and utter domination. Complete and utter domination. And again, that was without Saquon Barkley and without Golden Tate. Yes, the Redskins did not have Terry McLaurin, nor Darius Geis, but... I would say that the Giants were more hampered, and even if they weren't, even if you just say, all right, even pretty much across the board, it was a 21-point game, and it was a complete annihilation. That being said, we move forward. Why don't we hear from Dwayne Haskins, who met with the media on Wednesday at Redskins Park, and then we'll hear from Bill Callahan next. Here's the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins. Just start with what did you think after going back and watching the tape? Uh, thought the game, as far as the offense, we did a good job managing situations, um, trying to find a way to finish the game in the second half that we continue to work on. But uh, just me being clean with my reads and my progressions, thought I got better with that. The belief seemed to be, or the narrative was that that was your, did you, your best game. Did you, do you agree with that? Do you feel like it was? Uh, probably best game statistically, but um, probably the best game as far as um, it's putting everything on tape, I would say. I mean, we were doing that all week in practice and um, just trying to translate it to the game, and I felt like that game was the game that we capitalized the most. Your first appearance this season was against the Giants. Now that you get another chance at going at them again, just where do you feel like your progress has been? Like, Or if you look back at your progress, how would you kind of sum it up? And are you excited to get another chance having actually gone against them once and now getting another shot. Yeah, good thing about being in the NFC East, get to play them twice. And, um, you know, just watching film from that game till now, just how cleaner um, my progressions and eyes are. And, um, you know, it's getting better every week. So I'm excited. You've talked about how with the play calling and all those kinds of things, that's probably your biggest area of growth. Now that you don't have to think about that stuff as much, what other things have you been able to focus on and kind of maybe like what's the graduate level stuff that now that you're kind of mastered the, the basics that you're able to work on? Um, I'd probably just say just keep playing smarter and smarter as more I play, being able to know where the checkdowns are and pockets break down and know when to get rid of the ball when they bring – something where we didn't pick it up and, you know, just uh, playing better situation of football. Adrian Peterson seems to set a new all-time record every week. What's it meant for you to, to share a backfield with him here this year? I mean, it's been great. Um, I've been a fan of AP since I was a little kid, and now he's 
my running back. I get to hand him the ball off. Remember times playing on Madden with him, and now he's on my team. And you know, it's really surreal just to have him have other guys on the team who've who played, um, who've done remarkably well for their career, and someone we look at as offense as a leader. So excited to be able to continue the season with him. Hopefully, another year. Dwayne, real quick, just to follow up, what have you learned from Adrian off the field? I uh, just learned um, how to be a pro, and everyone says that, but everyone does it in a different way, and um, he's someone that you look to uh, that does it the right way, um, and he's a great, great, uh, has a great amount of respect from everybody in the locker room, and um, somebody that everyone looks to for leadership. Dwayne, with two weeks to go, what would you consider a strong close for you? Are there a couple things that you're like, all right, over these next two weeks, I'd like to accomplish this or, or you know, just kind of put this out on the field? Uh, I would probably just say it's continuing my growth. Um, each game, each opportunity I get to go on the field, last home game, so excited about that. And uh, just the opportunity to play the game and, um, you know, put the ball in the air and allow my guys to make plays. Uh, you have fun making plays. And just the more chances we get at doing that, the more fun I'll have. Dwayne, if you're playing against Daniel Jones, is there any extra juice for you facing a team that drafted a quarterback other than you ahead of you and a guy who was drafted ahead of you? Absolutely nothing. Facing the Giants again, and I know Matt asked you about this before, but the fact that you're going to see these guys over and over again, is there something that you want to kind of put something on tape, knowing, kind of getting to know that defense a little bit uh, now that you see them a second time? Uh, being able to play the Eagles, the Cowboys, and of course the Giants who are playing this week. I'm just watching them on film and get used to what they're doing, their tendencies, um, what they like to do coverage-wise, and what players are good at that and what players aren't good at certain things they uh, have weaknesses in. And uh, being able to scout them twice a year is easier uh, than playing somebody you play once a year because you know what, they're, what they do. you against the Eagles? Oh, sorry if I uh, to a due degree, um, having played in the first game, knowing the things that they like to do, um, Terry's touchdown catch, they like to rock and roll the safeties. So it's hard to have a nickel play a deep safety and be able to play in the middle of the field. So we got to take advantage of that when we play them. So uh, the each game we play, it'll be, in the, at least in the NFC East, we know certain tendencies of the defense coordinator, certain tendencies of the players, and I'll be able to try to exploit them a little bit. When you go back and look at that first Giants game, and that because it was your first action, do you see it when you watch yourself? Do you see a different player? Just I throw up watching that team, that film. I don't like watching that tape. So it's a totally different guy. What do you remember about that game for yourself and just the feeling afterwards? I don't want to talk about it. It's done with. Next game. Looking forward to playing them at home. Um, you guys were on the pre-draft circuit together, you and Daniel Jones. Did you get to know him at all, and what, what were your impressions of him? Uh, we were in the same throne group at the Combine, and he's a good dude. Uh, TJ uh, Rahman played receiver for us in minicamp and stuff like that. He played with him at Duke and have a lot of respect for him. He's a good quarterback. You're a competitive guy. You're from New Jersey. Do you really have nothing more you want to show to that team? Well, I grew up in Jersey. I went to high school in this area. The DMV is my adopted home, so that's what I claim. All right, that is Dwayne Haskins meeting with reporters on Wednesday. Coming straight up, Bill Callahan also meeting with reporters, updating you and giving his perspective on his football team. Once again, guys, we want to tell you about Spotify Wrapped. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot, tag us at Locked On Live, or, and you can tag me at WrestleMania621, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. That's if you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped. Bill Callahan is next. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode 
is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Redskins Giants coming up the home finale. Let's hear from Bill Callahan, likely his final home game as Redskins interim coach and perhaps on the Redskins coaching staff. Bill, just wanted to get uh, injury updates. Obviously, we got the news on a couple of guys yesterday. Last you told us on Monday, Brandon was going to New York. What did they find and how did that result with yeah. him in Ohio? So, um, shoulder injury. He'll have uh, surgery on Friday here. So IR was uh, the decision that was made. There's a possibility that would mean he's played his last snap here. He's at the end of his contract. You've coached him his entire career. What, what kind of player you, is it, you looking at him relative to the rest of the league at that position, and, and how important would it be for this organization to retain him? Oh, I think he's, he's a redskin through and through, hopeful that he should be here. Um, you know, I can't say enough good things about Brandon and what he's brought to the organization, the team the offensive line, the unit itself, uh, from top to bottom. His work ethic is unparalleled. I've only been around a couple guys that I've coached that has that type of focused concentration and effort on the practice field day in and day out. The consistency factor is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. If you just watch and examine and observe the way he goes about his process, he's the prototype. He's what you want. And like I said, I've been fortunate enough to be around just a couple of those types of guys in my career. And they're rare. They're rare guys. They're rare players. And when you watch him uh, come out in the pre-practice, he has an idea of two or three things that he's trying to improve. During the course of practice, he'll go off to the side and work on two or three more things. And then he's... We're constantly fighting with him after practice, you know, to, to kind of curtail his reps. But he continues to work. He's been a workhorse. That's, the, that's his nature. His uh, leadership has been great for our team this year. It's unfortunate that he, he had, the, had the shoulder injury. He's fought through a lot more than just this uh, over the years. I've seen him fight through a lot of difficult injuries. Um, and give everything that he has, you know, to this team and this organization. So um, congratulations for his third Pro Bowl. And again, uh, hopeful that he is, you know, re-upped and hope that he gets the contract that he so desires and that it works out for all parties. Do you know the timeline on the surgery or just like when he'll be better? Friday. No, no, uh, but recovery, sorry. Oh, his recovery? Yeah, like would he be okay Uh, with OTAs or training camp or... (laughs) Usually they're pretty uh, conservative when it comes to a labrum surgery. You know, probably uh, miss some of the OTA, but um, he'll be on schedule for training camp. be no question that it's kind of the normal process for a labrum. And then what did you make of Tressway making the Pro Bowl? Yeah, and here's another guy that is just remarkable. I'm so proud of him and happy for his accomplishment. Uh, He's gone to great lengths to change his techniques and to develop an entirely new way of kicking. And uh, when I came into this position, I had more time to spend watching special teams in the meeting room and also on the practice field. 
And it was interesting how he changed his entire technique. If you watch him, he's offset from the center, which allows him to direct the ball just about anywhere he wants to put it right now, as opposed to being lined up more vertical with the snapper. And, um, you know, that, that's, I think, that change in his game, I think you can speak to him about that. I think it's made a huge difference in his overall, in his overall average and net. I think it's helped our coverage. It's complemented our coverage. It's helped the unit. And then again, you know, Nick Sundberg and what he's done, you know, putting the ball on target, then the protection unit around him, uh, knock on wood, has been really outstanding this year. So great to see him represent the NFC and our team, you know, in the Pro Bowl. Well-deserved, hardworking guy, just a guy's guy. Team loves him. Uh, in fact, we appointed him a captain for the remainder of the year. So, yeah, kudos to him. Bill, what, what kind of difference have you seen in – Dwayne's game from the first time he played the Giants to now. I mean, that was his first action mm -hmm. back then. Clearly a different guy. What, did, what, did you, what do you remember oh, from gosh, that game John. there? What do you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind it's of a big – I'll give years. you 10 minutes to answer that one. Yeah, I think it's, it's light years. I think, uh, I think anybody you know, that, that has observed Dwayne has noticed more command. They've, ex they've seen him take more control, not only in the pre-snap and the post-snap. His development, development of reading, progression – progressing through to open receivers, getting off covered receivers to outlets, uh, beginning to work outside the pocket and trying to improve the out-of-the-pocket decisions as well as his scramble decisions. I just think his overall game is, is getting better every week. And I mentioned this to you before earlier, John. I think any time a young quarterback has the ability to play and get on the field, uh, they just learn so much more. And, and for him especially, uh, his retention factor is, is very good, and he doesn't make the repetitive mistake that uh, some young guys can make. You know, he doesn't make the same error twice. So, you know, there's, I can go on and on. I don't want to bore you, but just his ability, you know, to function and to read and obviously get the ball out of his hands at a much quicker rate has really been the biggest development I can see from that first Giant game into where we're at right now today. Same question, but the Giants as a whole. I know you weren't the head coach then, but I, I would imagine you saw the game. Uh, how, how? I hope so. <laughs> how are the Giants? I didn't want to, but it, was, it wasn't a good outcome. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, how, how are the Giants different than to now? What, yeah. what do you guys need to do to make sure the outcome's different? Yeah, I think, um, you know, James Betchner, their defensive coordinator, was in Arizona uh, before he came to New York. And I always thought and felt that he was one of the more challenging coordinators in the NFL. He presents a lot of different issues and problems, a lot of multiple alignments and looks, a lot of different pressure packages, uh, the utmost respect for him and his ability to shut down the run. Uh, you may run it on him some, but he's going to find a solution to shut down that aspect. So there's a challenge in itself. Uh, the pressure package on third down uh, has always been challenging. Even when we went down there a few years ago with Kirk Cousins, I mean, uh, gosh, I think we lost a game in the fourth quarter. The last three plays in a row, he came with three different pressures that we couldn't convert on, had a chance to win it. Uh, he's always been an aggressive and attacking style coordinator. And then on the other side, the flip side of the ball, I think Pat has always been uh, a West Coast offensive coach that's been efficient running the ball in 26 
obviously presents that that challenge for us as well as you know Daniel or Eli whoever plays you know uh, they know how to function well in that system they know how to, to get the ball out of their hand and get it off in the run action game as well as the quick game. Terry McLaurin's pretty close to breaking the rookie receiving record for this franchise how do you think he's put together this season with three different quarterbacks a coaching change third round pick not the most dynamic offense and, and still on the verge of what is a major milestone in the organization. Yeah, uh, you, know what, you know what's really impressive, JP, is just he never flinches. He's the same guy every day. And he has a steadiness and a calm about him. And it's impressive. Nothing phases him. He just goes about his business as a professional. He's intensely focused, let alone he's really calm to be around and great to be around. But he cares about the game. He studies the game. He's, he understands it. He's always looking to learn new facets of his play. Uh, I think Ike Hilliard's done a great job with him. Um, I can't say enough about, just about how he's handled himself as a young rookie in our league. It's hard competitively to go out and face some of the best corners. And, you know, to get separation from Stefan Gilmore from New England and make plays on deep balls, intermediate, intermediate throws. I mean, he's challenged in every area and has come up big. And uh, the game's not too big for him. You know, he's been under the bright lights before, and uh, he's been a leader. He understands uh, the whole package. He's got the it factor as far as I'm concerned. So I, I wish him the best as he moves along, you know, as a pro. and. Hope he can sustain that success. I think he will. And uh, he'll be one of the better and greater receivers in our league for years to come. All right, that's Redskins interim head coach Bill Callahan. Coming up next, Pro Bowl punter Tress Way. We'll hear from him how happy he was. Hey, guys, it's that time of the year. Christmas is coming up quick. As we're approaching the 25th and our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry this holiday season. They're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of risk-free gifts. A new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. Who doesn't want that, right? Kicked off the promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC. They'll keep up the gift giving through the 25th. Free bets, free bets, free spins, futures, and more. Ho, ho, ho. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list. They got a little something for everyone. And this is the promotion you don't want to miss. NHL, NBA, and full swing college bowl games all here and around the corner. It is the holiday season, and it is time to head over to mybookie.ag right now. Use our promo code Locked On to get half off your initial deposit in free wagers. And, just that's, uh, and that's just the start of your savings. So that's locked on at mybookie.ag right now. All right, it is Chris Russell with you right out to Redskins Park, the happiest dude in the world, Tress Way, starting punter for the NFC Pro Bowl. So what do you guys want to talk about? That's all. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, We're good. Good. it's good to see y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the coach said you don't stand right behind the center. How does that work? Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's been something I've worked on uh, all this offseason, and Nick's been awesome. As you guys have seen, the dude puts it right on my hip every time. And uh, But it's, it's kind of um, – 
in in the punting world, you can usually tell where a punter's going to punt the ball by the way he offsets his body. Well, for a long time, my downfall was I would swing across my body. And so Coach Nate came in. Coach Kotwika had always kind of pushed me there um, to get to that point of punting left because uh, it's really easy for me to punt right across my body. Well, so now I can do both standing in the same spot, and it's really hard for returners to know where I'm going. Uh, I got that from Johnny Hecker and Sam Cook, Baltimore and L.A. Rams. And so uh, I practiced on it. Uh, Nate was awesome. Uh, Coach Katzer was awesome on pushing me and getting to that point. And then, man, it, it paid off huge this year. There was plenty of balls, like good punts down into the corner that returners didn't get to simply because they don't know where we're going. So that's definitely something I, want. I plan on keep on doing. So, yeah. Yeah, this year. It's the first year we did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – honestly – Whenever I got to call my family and I got to celebrate with my wife and all the tears, all the laughing, all the smiles, how awesome everybody has been here today. Uh, from you guys to my teammates, the security guys, the coaches, just everybody I've seen has either just given me a hug or a high five. I mean, I'm just so thankful. Like, that's just – it's so cool. It's there's so – it's so situational, as you guys have seen. There's been a couple times where I thought maybe I was on the cusp just because we had some great years or pinning teams inside the 20. But it just the way it just happens where you're, there's only one punter, you know, starting for the NFC in the Pro Bowl. Man, I'm just so thankful. Like, it's just so – it still hasn't quite hit me. I don't think it will hit me till February, like, when it's all done. But uh, I got the packet today of the Disney World stuff and the Universal Studios and the hotel, and I got texts from other punters around the league and just guys saying, hey, man, we voted for you. You're doing awesome. And we're pumped for you. Great year. I, I just, I'm just so thankful. So thank you guys for being so awesome. You guys have been so fun talking to me all year, and it's it's been a, been a crazy year. Where obviously I'd love to be pinning teams uh, deep and us going to the playoffs and making a great run. And so I, I'm just so thankful. The fans and my teammates have been really cool this whole time uh, on this Pro Bowl run. What was Can you the tell process us? like last night? How'd you find out? Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, so obviously me never having gone to the Pro Bowl, I had no idea how it works. So I was sitting there going. Well, it's going to be a long freaking day waiting until 8 o'clock to see if I made this thing. And uh, I got a couple texts from coaches and players saying that, hey, man, we're voting for you. You know, you had a great year. Uh, but I got a phone call from a New Jersey area code. And I answered. And uh, this was about 3.30, 4 o'clock. And uh, I said, hello. And I heard, Tress, this is Coach Callahan. And my heart started freaking racing. And I was like, Oh my God. And, uh, I was in the car with my wife and, uh, and, uh, we're talking and he said, Hey, I just want to let you know that, uh, you're the starting punter for the NFC in the pro bowl. I said, are you serious? And he goes, you are. He goes, you've done a heck of a job. Congratulations. Thank you for everything. And I said, coach, thank you. And I said, if you don't mind, I'm gonna hang up. Cause I'm, my wife's here and I'm gonna start crying. He started laughing. And I hung up. I looked at my wife and I kind of had some tears in my eyes and she goes, it's the Pro Bowl, isn't it? And I just lost it. And, you know, she jumped over the center console, gave me a big hug. We started calling friends and family. And uh, it was just just that moment, just getting to have in the car with her of just um, – it was fitting because she was the one last year, about four games into the season last year, that just said, just go have fun. Let the numbers take care of themselves and just whatever happens, happens. And had an awesome time last year. And then this year, everything that took place, it's it's pretty surreal. So, yeah. So were you driving, like actively driving? No, I was sitting – no, we thankfully we were walking to the car so I had just sat in the car and we were sitting still but uh, you know she does get pretty excited I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if even if I was driving down Loudoun County and bam she just jumps over but no she was 
Yeah, exactly. No, we were we were sitting still. So yeah, it was cool just to get to have a little moment there. And uh, I, I used to make fun of my dad all the time for crying, and now I cry over everything. So it's just <laughs> just a big old softy. So yeah, yeah. Bill told us that you were also named a captain. What was that? Yeah, like that's a uh, man. And I it's uh, if you guys could ask like other athletes in any level they've played, especially in the professional level, that is just the thing that. I mean, this Pro Bowl jersey is going to be fun to keep forever, but having a jersey just maybe in an office or tucked away somewhere in storage that I'll just get to have for, like, kids and grandkids to see for years to come with a freaking C on there that that they looked, the coaches, players, whoever it may be, that uh, just looks to you as they want a guy kind of leading the team. That's freaking awesome, and so that's uh, I'm I'm honored when Coach uh, presented that today. Uh, I, I'm very thankful for that as well. That's really cool. Yeah. Can I ask you, did you talk to Brandon about? <clears throat> he's not here to obviously right. talk about right, him right. being here, but did you guys share a moment of anything? Yeah, he uh, he and I have breakfast uh, every morning together. He uh, we come in about the same time, and so we were sitting down there in breakfast, and all of a sudden I just saw these giant just meat freaking paws right in front of me, big open hand, and he goes, "Hey man, congrats!" I go, "You too, dude!" And he goes, "You had an awesome year," and um, and it was just it was just a cool moment there at breakfast just a simple handshake and if you guys know brandon that was really about the extent of the conversation and that's saying a lot like he just looked at me shook my hand and said hey man that was awesome you had a heck of a year i was like thank you dude so uh if uh if he's down there i'll feel feel even safer if i feel like you know picking a fight with some afc guys or something like that i i always mess around with flowers and share for those guys on field goal i'm like hey man i'm thinking about starting a fight you guys in like i'll run my mouth and then i'll bounce so you guys can take care of the business but uh yeah so it was really cool yeah one of the yeah. things that everyone thinks about when you think about punters in the Pro Bowl is Brian Mormon and Sean Taylor. Yes, so I would like to clear the air right now. I will not be running a fake. I'm more than willing to throw, but based off of that, for the love of God, I am not running the ball. That is not, no. But uh, And I was talking with Case. Uh, he was. Uh, I was looking at the papers with Case. He's like, hey, they give out an offensive and defensive MVP, but there's no special teams. I go, looks like I'm not punting. I'm throwing everything. So, But, uh, but yeah, so it. Uh, I will not be running a fake. I would be down to throw one. That'd be pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – Definitely not going to be running and getting hit. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. I've told people I have no idea what cover two means, but if the defense doesn't know it's coming, I'm pretty good. I'm all right now. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Thank you, guys, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Really appreciate everything, man. And that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Have a great holiday season. If we don't talk to you before then, certainly we will be back. But. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.